Let us pray. Lord, may the words that come from my mouth be inspired by your Holy Spirit. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not sure what it feels like for you, but Ash Wednesday, where we began our journey through Lent, for me, feels like a lifetime ago in a different world. As I stood in this very place, in this very position, looking out onto a larger congregation for our Ash Wednesday services than we've ever had before, I was imagining a very different Holy Week and a very different Easter. When we all considered what we might give up for Lent, not even the most devout amongst us would have imagined we'd have to give up so much. God has a way of reminding us, and at the moment that seems to be happening to me multiple times a day, that God is God and we are not. I want to be clear. I do not believe and I am not suggesting for one moment that COVID-19 is God's way of getting us to remember this simple reality. God did not cause this pandemic to teach us a lesson. As I sit in the same place as I stood on Ash Wednesday, as we now begin a very different journey through Holy Week, how do we proceed? Where do we even start? Certainly all the crowds, hype and parades we often try and recreate in our Palm Sunday worship are not possible this year. How can we turn our hearts, our minds and our bodies from where we are now and towards where Holy Week wants to take us? Before we look at Palm Sunday specifically, I'm going to suggest we try two things. Firstly, some serious self-reflection. Our human instinct is to take over when we think that God cannot adequately meet our expectations or when we assume that the structures and systems that we've put in place are the only ways that God can work. We can sometimes think that God has bigger problems than us to worry about. Giving in to these instincts can often bring out the worst in us. These are not the times for submitting to our self-focused worst. These are times for the church to be reflecting Christ in us, Holy Spirit through us. These are times for mercy and grace. Take a breath. Let it out. God's church has survived much. This we know. God's church will survive this. In the most adverse of times, the church is called and has consistently thrived. Secondly, a crisis of this nature can shift our perspective. It can give us an opportunity to see what we've overlooked, to taken for granted or assumed, what we've been doing out of habit or custom or routine, as business as usual. I came across this thought this week. In the rush to return to normal, use this time to consider which part of normal are worth rushing back to. This is not a normal Palm Sunday. 
but it does give us an opportunity to notice some of the things about the original Palm Sunday that we may have overlooked to reflect on its meaning and its impact in a fresh way. As much as it feels right now that COVID-19 has control of our rapidly changing world, for Christians, Holy Week is the week that has changed our lives. It changed everything. It changed humanity forever. COVID-19, we are all praying, is only for a season. Because of the events of Holy Week, we are never the same. Because of the events of that week, humanity drew close to God through the sacrifice of the Son and is able to reach further into the world because of the new life and hope that is found in his resurrection. Often in our sermons here at Rabina, we'll refer to a Greek word which has been translated into English in order to help us to understand the deeper meaning. But today I've got a really easy one for you. This Greek word. In Greek, it's pronounced Hosanna, and it has been translated into English as Hosanna. In Hebrew, one of the meanings of this word Hosanna is save now, or please save. The crowd on that first Palm Sunday then continued to quote Psalm 118, shouting, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. This psalm was used at major festivals and pilgrims as they approached the temple would recite this psalm. It celebrates God's steadfast love and deliverance of the righteous sufferer who endures rejection. When we sing songs or say prayers or say words in church with the word Hosanna in it, I think sometimes we can get a sense that everything is great and happy and we're celebrating. But there is desperation behind this word. To cry Hosanna is to be asking for help. It is the realisation that things are not great, that we actually need saving from something. When you think about this meaning behind the word Hosanna, I don't think I can think of a better word for our time. For the frontline health worker, we are crying Hosanna. For those who are living in fear and isolation, we're crying Hosanna. For those suffering through no fault of their own, we are crying Hosanna. For those recently unemployed, the stood down workers and the businesses who've had to shut their doors, feeling rejected, we are crying Hosanna. For those who are dying all around the world, we are crying Hosanna. For those of us who are paralyzed by the anxiety of what could happen next, we are crying Hosanna. In the ancient world, this psalm was so special. And Hosanna, this ancient word, and Psalm 118, this ancient song, had so much meaning but perhaps it's time for us to start to sing this kind of song. Hosanna was the right song for Jesus' time 
2. Jesus was riding into a city, a culture, a way of life that needed saving. A community that was suffering. Israel was under Roman occupation. Everything was not all right. Everything was not how they thought it should be if God was really in control. They were waiting for it to be made right, put back to normal, the way it should be, if God was really God and Israel was really God's people. They were expecting the promised Redeemer King to exercise power, control and authority and that their suffering would come to an end and all would be made right. I've heard a lot of people crying out for this type of saviour lately. Leanne, my wife, shared with me the other day that she is seeing and hearing a lot of people crying out for God to save them and God to make it all go away. And these are not people from church. Many of them have no church background at all. All crying out in their own way, Hosanna. The people who were crying Hosanna in the crowd on that first Palm Sunday were hoping to make Jesus into something they wanted rather than who Jesus was. When we cry Hosanna and the world cries Hosanna and then it's followed by wanting the world to be the way that we want it to be, it's just another way of us trying to take the place of God. We need to let Jesus be Jesus rather than the stereotype of what we want him to be. By letting Jesus be Jesus, we will actually become who we are truly called to be. Today, we lead into Holy Week with this decision. What kind of Christ will we encounter? What kind of Christ will share bread and wine and wash our feet this Thursday? One that just fills our stomachs and washes away the guilt of where we've been, or the one that fills us up and prepares us for where we are to go? What kind of Christ will be nailed to the cross this Friday? One that symbolizes a past event and a promise to make things better, or the one that deeply moves us now to be confronted in our brokenness and humbles us to trust in God's grace? What kind of Christ will rise again for us next Sunday? One that makes us feel good about ourselves or the one that disturbs and challenges us and what we see in the world around us? The Christ that calls us to be a new creation in him. This Easter, there will be no crowds. We won't have to worry about getting to church early enough to find a seat. It will be just us by ourselves, perhaps with those closest to us? Will we just watch church on TV, computer, tablet, or phone screens? Will we, will we actually be the church by allowing Jesus to meet us just as we are right now, in the most intimate way possible, with the transforming love of God, Will we allow Jesus to be the saviour he came to be? Jesus may not be the type of saviour that we are wanting. 
But Jesus is the saviour we need. So, this Palm Sunday, we will worship. This Palm Sunday, we will praise, knowing that we are living in fear and uncertainty, knowing that there is suffering and rejection. We will pray and we will sing new songs, knowing that even though we walk into a week where we will not only see the death of our Saviour, we will also hear and see suffering and death all around us. We will sing Hosanna because we have the sure and certain hope of the resurrection. So we will sing through our tears because we have a saviour and his name is Jesus. Amen. I'd love you to join with me as we sing um, a song that I wrote um, during some better times. It's also based on a psalm, Psalm 96. It's called Sing a New Song. So would you learn this new song with me?